Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Two. Two. The review. Episode three. Key music. Key music. (laughs) You ready? Yeah. Oh, the cat's on the board. Yeah, the cat is now walking across the board. Oh, she knocked over a zombie. Oh. everyone welcome to tabletop talks by cooperative cardboard i just stole josh's introduction and he's looking at me funny but no not at all <laughs> <laughs> you go i'm fine i'm fine introduce yourself all right so my name is katie and i'm josh and today we're talking about resident evil 2 the board game yes we are indeed yeah 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 cool so, so launching into it yeah you want to go with your yeah, sure. Yeah, you give us the deets. So, released in 2019 through Steamforged Games, designed by Matt Hart, Richard Loxham, and Sherwin Matthews, uh, two of which have worked on other titles such as Guild Ball and Dark Souls the board game. Oh, I didn't know Dark Souls was the board game. Yeah, they have a board game. I think they've got a collectible card game as well. Uh. Dark Souls is quite a sort of popular title, really. So, this game... It actually mirrors the feel of the video game pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Um, in such that it's a, it's a survival horror type game, really, and cooperative along with that. Um, you effectively work together as the iconic characters, such as Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield, uh, through a predetermined scenario with a limited number of resources against zombies, zombie dogs, lickers and bosses. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it def- definitely mirrors the way... The video game feels. Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. Yeah. That's what I actually really like about it. Yeah, I do too. And that's definitely why I describe it as a survival horror board game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Cool. So, I mean, moving on to sort of general overview of the rules. Now, it looks quite complex. Yeah. And it the setup makes it feel really complex. But actually, it's a pretty simple game to learn. So... You decide on your scenario from the scenario book, set up the map tiles, items, enemies, and whatever else is needed, and you're ready to start playing. Each player decides on their starting character or deals one out randomly, which we tend to do, mm-hmm. and places them on their starting spots. Then the first player activates the character, and each turn is divided into three phases. So the first is the action phase, where you have four action points to spend moving, searching, attacking, and trading, etc., The second is the reaction phase, and this is where the enemies react to your actions, your movements, your noises and whatnot, uh, which can include shambling towards you or attacking you. And the final phase, the tension phase, is where you draw cards from the tension deck that indicate the atmosphere of the game and trigger additional effects. I like that. Yeah, I do too. It's really good. uh... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's okay, don't worry. And the aim of the game is to follow and complete the scenario as laid out. Yeah. Uh, and you either win or lose the game as a team by completing the campaign objectives. Yeah. So, for example, we just played one where the objective was to escape, but you can't just escape on your own. Mm-mm. You have to have all players escape, yeah. which I thought was kind of good. So you can't just like run off on your own because you'll all lose if you don't help the other one. Yeah. Absolutely. So like you stay behind. Yeah. And wait for my character to catch up with his character, mm-hmm. so that then we could both escape together. Because if yeah. I got attacked by a zombie or something that I couldn't <clears> handle, <throat> that would be it. Both exactly, of us. Yeah. 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 Plus, um, in the scenario we just played, as Katie said, 
I started quite close to the objective, the final yeah, objective, and you... I probably could have waited it out there. Yeah, you could have just stood there. But that would have, A, would have been slightly boring for me, and yeah. it would have been incredibly stressful for you. Yeah, I would have, have just been like running around like, I'm stuck zones. with a zombie, someone help <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> So yeah, it, it worked out. It works out really well, especially if you're you're good at playing as a team. Yeah, um, which we generally are when we play board yeah, games. Yeah, we're, we're good. Pretty good we're, at that sort we're, of thing. we're pretty good team players, me and you. So yeah, it worked out really well, and we both had a, a lot of fun doing it. Oh yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, and all three campaigns, I said we would have had all fun. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, last campaign we were shouting at each other, but in a yeah, good way, yeah, not in yeah, a bad yeah, way. Yeah, a not in a bad way. <laughs> <clears throat> it was not. Unfortunately, we weren't quite getting the uh, the roles we needed. The roles we needed. <laughs> we were just like, oh my god. There's a lot of uh, um, high fiving and. Um, yeah, when we did something right, so yeah. that's the kind of people we are. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, Katie, what sort of player would you say this game is tended towards? So, this is a bit. This one is quite different to the other games that we've reviewed so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. So, I know we've only done two, but they're quite yes. different. So, number one, anyone who likes Resident Evil games mm-hmm. and also board games, absolutely, definitely check it out because, mm-hmm. as we've just discussed, it is very like the board game which i think obviously is the purpose of it yeah but it just feels like a resident it's just immediately resident evil there's no like i don't know there's no like it's you know you don't have many much ammo there's not many items everything's restricted Mm -hmm. it's it is just that it really is yeah um so you can also play this alone yeah i think obviously it'll be a bit funner with more people but you can if you want to test it out before you had all your mates around to play it you can play all these scenarios on your own. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So that's a good one aspect of it. Um, that it obviously it is scenario based, so yes. it's not it's not like random. No. So it's not like some of the other games we've played where you just go. It's yeah. you. You does take quite a bit of setup. Not too much in comparison to other games and whatnot, and it is all set up for you there on the board. Yeah. And that sort of thing. You don't need like. Um, a game master or anyone like that. Okay, I have to take this call. Sorry. Hello? Okay, so, had a little interlude there where the door went. Well, actually, the door didn't even go. No. Got the phone call. <laughs> um, and just had a nice donut delivery. Yep, yep. So, a slight sort of interruption to our, mm, they look to our really recording, good. but probably worth it because they do look yeah. amazing. Mm. So, we're going to sort of start up where we left off. So we're just discussing the type of player it's for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was talking about the fact that it's scenario based and you have to set it up, mm-hmm. but it's not random. So there's eight scenarios. Did eight you say? in the base game. Yeah. In the base game. Yeah. So there is expansions. Um, so it's not like an infinite number of them no. and it is obviously set. So you do have to set it up and whatnot, but Absolutely. it's not, once you do it once, it doesn't take too much. What do you reckon about 10 minutes? Maybe max. Yeah, yeah, depending on the scenario, I'd say. I think it varies depending on which scenario you're playing. But yeah. Yeah, around 10 minutes. Especially if you've organised the cards, because I'm a bit over the top sometimes, so I yeah. organise the cards into specific piles, so it's easy just to grab the ones you need. Oh, that's cool. But it does speed yeah. up, set up time and that sort of stuff, so it, it does it does take around 10 minutes, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So those are just some considerations and the sort of type of player, as you are going to be someone who doesn't mind doing that and doesn't yeah. mind that sort of thing it's not something you just grab off the shelf and you're playing in a minute it's no. um, a little bit more times involved in that so yeah have you got any comments on type of player is that sort of it's not really like one category i guess yeah no it's it's difficult to really pin down a type of player it's uh but yeah no anyone that's a fan of the video game like you said 
mm. um, can play alone again, which is is fantastic because a bit of solo play sometimes. Like a lot of people like playing uh, solo games and, yeah. and having the option to play a solo game. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I'd say you covered everything off really. Cool. Yeah, well, that's Amazing. what I have to say about that. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so the next section we have is the why we purchased. Okay, so I have no idea why we purchased this. It just showed up one day. And this is what happens when you live with people like Josh. There's so yep. many board games around, they can just buy them and just slip them in and you don't notice because there's just so many of them. So, Josh, where did this one come from? So, <laughs> <laughs> I had a discount and some points to use on a website that I pretty much use for all my board game buying. Yeah. And they had a mega sale mm-hmm. on horror style games, which oh. included Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd mentioned it to you before, and you seemed keen to try it, especially as we're both fans of the of the actual series, uh, so the IP we're, we're both fans of. Yeah. So I thought, eh, why not? I'll give it a try. Yeah. Um, got it down. Uh, I think the base price of this game normally retails around £50, maybe oh. 60 when it was first released. Yeah. I got this for around £18. Bloody hell. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, so because it was such a big discount and it was something that we both quite wanted to play, I just did it. Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> it's coming out of your pocket money. Oh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right, awesome. Yeah. So the next section we're going to discuss, uh, we, we title the the section artwork but it's the i'd say it's the components as well as the artwork as yeah well. definitely um, but we normally start off with the box art so the box art isn't i wouldn't say it's anything too flashy uh it's basically just a white box large letters of the the title on the game and then there's kind of a zombie peeking out from a door yeah well it's like. reminiscent of the original artwork yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. so for the original release on the video game so yeah yeah um but I mean, there's nothing sort of overtly, like intensely amazing or anything like that about mm. the box art. But it definitely conveys the sort of game you're buying and getting into. I would have said. Yeah. Do you want to give three guesses on what one of my favourite things about this game is? Uh, the dice. Yes, it is the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them, because the one is re- replaced by an umbrella symbol, and I just love it. I yeah, don't know why. Absolutely. It just makes me laugh. Second favourite bit. The, the dials. Okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, the dials are amazing. When So for each weapon, you have a little dial which shows the like maximum amount of bullets you have in there. And then you just twist it when it, to reduce the bullet count and whatnot. Yeah. I think that's so clever. And I just, I, I think it's really like aesthetically pleasing sort of it thing is, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And your third favourite? My third favourite? Oh, are you guessing? Well, you said three guesses, so... Oh no, I said three guesses, not three favourites. Oh right, I well, you, I obviously I got, I got wrong there, I got wrong there. Yep. Um, I too like, really like the dials and I really do like the dice as well, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the umbrella symbol. Uh, the condition tokens, again, are in the umbrella Yeah, yeah. sort of format, which are pretty cool. Love it. Um, other than that, I mean, the, the cards definitely do the job <clears throat> and they look like the items that you get in your inventory in the game. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Which is exactly. really cool. Yeah. The character cards, they look like the original sort of character designs from mm-hmm. the original release, not the new re-release, but the original release. And the character sort of health boards as well are really reminiscent of the old, like really, really old style health boards that you got, <clears throat> or condition boards that you got in the um, in the original game, which is just really nice and, and really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. 
Um, the only real drawback I'd say about the game mm-hmm. are the level tiles. Now, they're not terrible, but they're all really dark. Yes, Resident Evil is a bit of a dark game, but even gameplay is brighter than the, <laughs> than the tiles. Oh, you mean the floor tiles? Yeah, so yeah, it, can, okay. it can be I difficult see. to I see, see the yeah. additional tiles on top of it, like the wall markers and yeah. boundaries, the doors... All that sort of thing, because they're all quite dark. Um, now, I have seen people who have bought um, upgraded components. So they've got like door tokens that can open and close, like 3D door tokens. That's that amazing. Yeah, That's that so cute. That is, I want it. The I item want box it. opens and closes, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you can upgrade it, but it is, you know, at your cost. Yeah. Um, if it's going to be a game you're going to play forever, probably worth it. Yeah. And it will probably translate to any future releases if any additional games come out for the series. Mm-hmm. But base game, I'd say they could have put a little bit more thought into the, the colouring of the, the tiles and, and the surrounding world, really. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's I also not... like the little... Sorry. No, 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 no. I also like the little figurines as well. Yeah, yeah, they are cool. And so I saw a guy on Twitter had... Um, you know, we're in lockdown at the moment, in case no one told you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to mention it. Um, he painted all of them. Oh, had he? Yeah, oh, so he, like, cool. paints. So they were all just red for um, enemies and grey for the characters. Mm-hmm. But obviously they are different and they represent each character. But he'd gone through and painted them all and they looked amazing. I was That'd like, I cool. have no patience for that. I'm not going to do it, but good yeah. on him for yeah, bothering. <laughs> It's not even the patience, it's the skill for me. I don't think, I, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think I've got the skill to paint a character a different Yeah, I could spray paint them, but I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> okay, so I think we've covered off the artwork and the components quite well. Um, so we're moving on to Katie's interesting facts. Cue music. You have no music for my interesting facts. I'm just going to keep saying that and just making Josh make these little oh, riffs. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, right, so number one. Did you know that this was originally a video game? I know you're shocked (laughs) (laughs) so uh, Resident Evil 2 was originally released in 1999 no it wasn't 1998 wow that's a long time ago I know for the Playstation and obviously it had it's remake in 2019 which we've played Mm -hmm. Um, so this board game was actually launched in 2017 on Kickstarter okay right and it raised its goal was Mm $150,000 And it raised over $800,000. Nicely done. Yeah. So, and that was within a 28-day pledge. Nice. Very nice. Cycle. That's good. So, we were talking about this earlier. So, at the end of the scenarios, it has a congratulations and it gives you your ranking, your clear time and your total time. And the total time is 28 days. Uh, Because that's how long it... Well, I'm assuming that's... Uh, Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. Katie linked that in her brain. Cool little throwback. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's really cool. There was also, I was looking at it, and like, we don't have the Kickstarter version, no. I'm assuming. No. So the Kickstarter version actually looked pretty cool because it had quite a few figures and stuff that were all, um, oh, what's the word? Unique to Kickstarter. Gotcha. Kickstarter so it was only yeah, <clears throat> exactly Kickstarter exclusives. So obviously you can't get them anymore. No. But um, yeah, they look kind of cool. Um, so this is actually also the second Resident Evil board game ever made. Yep. The first one was Resident Evil: The Deck Building Game, mm-hmm. which 
not heard of before. I saw it once in a store in Manchester. Mm. You were with me, and we thought about it for about ten minutes, and we didn't buy it. Then you got into deck builders, and I could never find it again. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the other note I've put here from my research is I've read the word evil so much I don't think it's a word anymore. No, it's not. No, so it's <laughs> you know when you're like questioning yourself like yeah. that's how far I got with this. <laughs> so Love those it. are my interesting facts. Fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> Alright, and now we're going to move on to Space the Game Takes. Oh, my very interesting section, which I'm sure everyone thoroughly enjoys. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, the box is pretty... It's... It, I don't know. don't know what to say about the box. It's a bigger game, but it's not bigger than anything else. It fits in with your other games. Yeah, absolutely. And it does have figures, which I think is why it takes... It's a bit <clears throat> slightly chunkier box. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual board itself... And I'm going to give it good marks for this, because even though it does take up a lot of space... Because you build up, like, the first, the second, the third floor, or however many floors there are in your scenario, mm-hmm. you can place them however you want. Yeah. So, like, they don't have to be, like, all linear. They can be in, like, a square with each other or whatever. So it's a bit more flexible than other games. So totally if you agree. are a little bit limited on space, you mm. can, you've can, you got that flexibility. Um, let's look at... Yeah, pretty much that. That's all I really had to say on that and the amount of space that it takes up it's just that's one good thing to think about it's yeah, not a fixed totally board yeah. yeah I totally agree I mean the, the other kind of map building or tile building uh, game that we play is Mansions of Madness um, which is also a fantastic game Yeah. <clears throat> however on that game the stairs are sort of integrated into one big map Yeah. so if so... you've got a giant map mm-hmm. you have to have the space to have this one giant yeah, yeah it's I'm not sorry, indicating with my hands. It's not pointless. split up into exactly, floors, floors or whatever. <clears throat> Which is actually it, it works really well on this. Yeah. Um and it does give the, the feeling of like changing. Yeah, exactly. We keep, keep making noises whenever really we hit the stairs. We're like of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So is that that we're done? Mm-hmm. Great stuff. So next up we've got the replayability and expansion side of things. Yep. So uh do you mind if I go first here? No, you go. Perfect. So the replayability of the game is its fairly limited, I would have said, as the base game only comes with a set number of objectives, or campaigns, which loosely follow the events of the video game, um, and that there are about eight campaigns total in the base game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are around eight expansions to the game, which do help increase the number of scenarios and enemies and bosses, however some of the expansions are sort of for components rather than campaign so yeah, it's like an aesthetic have, yeah. expansion if you will um, which is probably where you get the the n- nicer doors and all that sort of stuff mm. right? uh, which is not so bad but yeah um what i will say though is there is quite an active online community and they design custom campaigns using the I components w- that you get i was going to ask yeah where or whether you could actually make your own campaign using these pieces and making your own puzzles amazing yeah now we haven't used any of them ourselves but i i did read through some of them and they they look pretty good yeah they're really well thought out they use all the items from the bait that they tend to split them out so you can tell which one uses space which uses expansions yeah uh obviously they're not necessarily following the resident evil 2 video game some are completely custom some people have tried to build 
Resident Evil 1 style levels, Resident Evil 3 oh, wow. style levels, different characters, different enemies and whatnot, but they can get the feel of the map and the feel of the game mm. through it, so that that's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good way to, to keep the replayability of a game. Mm. And also, it's quite... That's really creative. Yeah, absolutely. As well. Like, mm-hmm. it's quite nice that actually people can go ahead and do that. Like, it has the... I know that probably that's not why they designed it, but mm. it's nice that they... That that's something that you could do if you were really into this game. You could play those ones and make up your own. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's awesome. So how do you feel about the replayability? No, I agree. When you first look at it and it's like, oh, there's eight scenarios, I'm a little bit like, ah, because sometimes that does put me off. Absolutely. Me too. But at the same time, again, there's dice rolls in this game, mm-hmm. different characters and chance. So if we say we wanted to, um, like if we wanted to, if our friend came over and wanted to start from the beginning and do all the scenarios, it would be a different playthrough. Yeah. Um, so I know that like the objectives and whatnot would be the same. The layout would be the same. However, you know, when you enter an area that's like, um, was it yellow zone or red zone? Mm. You roll a dice to see what is waiting for you in that area. Yeah. Absolutely. So you would get different rolls on that. You get different scenarios. If you have more players, you might have someone near you, you might mm. not. Mm. So, in terms of that, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. High replayability, which yeah, I, think I didn't so. think it would have. So that was good. No, I mean, initial look, it does look fairly limited, but yeah, no, you you just gotta use the game the best you, the best you can really, and you can get yeah. additional plays out of it and. Yeah, I totally agree with the randomization of, of cards and dice and mm. areas and that sort of stuff. That does keep it going. Yeah. Which is good. Really good. Cool. All right, do you have any other sections? I think I have our favourite section. Go on. How likely we are to kill our friends when playing this game. Sweet. Let's go. Yeah. Roll, right. roll music. <laughs> roll music. <laughs> roll dramatic war music. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... At first, it's a bit, it's a cooperative game. So you think, oh yeah, well, you're not really going to get into many fights about this. I say you're wrong. Yep. Because you can discuss the best course of action and all this sort of stuff. Especially if you, I can imagine if you're playing with four, it would be a bit more intense. Mm -hmm. But also if we all discuss it and we're like, oh, maybe you go over there and whatever. That person can be like, nah, screw you guys. I'm going to go over here and do what I want. I want to fight this zombie. I don't want to dodge it or anything like that. And then they get themselves killed and ruin the game. So so you can do that. And also classic resi, limited resources and whatnot. So there might be like not enough handgun bullets or reloads Mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff. So you you do have to monitor that quite well and decide when you're going to knife something, when you're going to shoot something. Yeah when you're going to use like your shotgun if you have one and that sort of thing. So I think that is actually going to would actually cause quite a few arguments if you're playing with a particularly um competitive person. Yeah. Um so ugh, I don't I'm not quite sure where to put this one. I've put it as a few kicks under the table maybe because okay. it's not okay. as bad as it's not as bad as talisman. No. No I mean, You're not going to be setting anyone on fire. Nope. But you might want to boot them under the table. Okay. Okay. I can maybe see stuffing a plastic mini up someone's nose. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> under the same category as booting someone on the table. So we're going yeah. with stuffing a mini figurine up someone else's nose. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's for all the points that you raised, really. Yeah. Someone doesn't have to follow the collective sort of advice. Yeah. Or, or whatnot. So, yeah, they could really mess up the entire game, really screw it up for everyone else, and. 
Oh, that'd be so frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you like lose by like the the skinnier teeth. Yes, exactly. And it happened to be that one person that decided they wanted to waste all their shotgun shells on one zombie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're quite like discussive when we do it. I'm like, oh, I've got. I could do this, but I could also do this. Or I, mm. you know, I'm not sure. I'm just think I'm gonna have a go with my knife, and then if it doesn't work, I'll use my gun or whatever yeah. to try and like conserve bullets and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're quite discussive and quite agreeable on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think we're quite lucky when we've been playing this. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So okay, shoving a minifigure up someone's nose is <laughs> yep, where that's that's where it we're is. We're aiming it at. Mm-hmm. Now, so. <laughs> Do you want to discuss players and playtime? Oh, so it's one to four players, as we've discussed, but you think you can expand that with the... Four players of library expansion, I think. Well, yeah, um, with expansions, I was going to say, I'm not sure. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so it's about 90 to 120 minutes playtime, according to, you know, this is the official stuff. Um, and set up, I reckon it's about 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Probably the same bit to more. construct as well. Yeah, a bit more if it's your first go. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that playtime, 90 to 120 minutes, I'm not sure precisely how accurate that is. That's just what they've, on the, yeah. you know, like the game box recommends. It's like, that's what it is. It's not, um, yeah. Yeah, not set in stone. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay then, so moving on, we're going to do our scores. Out of six, number of dice. No, not number of dice. Roll of a standard die. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, get it together, Josh. Yep, get it together. <laughs> get it so, together. Do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. A four? Which not bad. is high. Like, yeah. I don't want anyone thinking, like, I'm dissing it because I'm not. Like, it's a good game. It's just not one that I'm going to play, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've enjoyed us playing it sort of a couple days in a row and going through the scenarios and whatnot. Um,. Which is why I'm giving it a four instead of a five, I think, just because of the setup. I think if it was me alone and I was faced with that rule book, I'd be like, nah, mate. See you later. Yeah, see you later, pal. <laughs> um, just because I know what I'm like, but when you've learned it and you've we've played it together and whatnot, it's been fine. Um, but I can't, I can't see myself playing single player on my own. Whereas you, I think, could. Yeah, I you, probably could. You, you would enjoy that. Whereas yeah. I'd be a bit like, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I enjoy the cooperativeness of it, so that's why I'm giving it a four. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, thought that would happen, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is it is a really good game. I had a, you know, I've got a few sort of quarrels with, uh, with the components. Not hugely so, but, you know, some minor, some minor quibbles. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think the gameplay works really well. It's quite smooth. I can see me being able to introduce this to quite a few of our friends yeah. who would enjoy it. Um, the setup time, yeah, bit of a pain, but doesn't really bother me. I quite enjoy that. It's quite meticulous. I quite enjoy that sort of thing. Yeah. Learning the rules wasn't too bad for me. I Again, I, I tend to be the person that does learn the rules and teach others anyway. Mm. So it, it didn't really bother me having to learn it like that. So yeah, I, I'd give it a five. I think it's really good and, and definitely worth checking out, especially if you can get it on sale. Mm. I'd say it's definitely worth giving it a go. Yeah. Uh, and for any fans of games like Mountains of Madness... Oh yeah, it's definitely yeah. high on that sort of scale. Yeah, so that's quite a strong. What was that nine out of twelve? That is. That's indeed, a strong yeah. score. Mm-hmm. That's still strong. Yeah, 
you think, oh, four out of six, but actually that's still high. That is still <laughs> that's high. Still, that's high. still high. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So um, nine out of 12, not bad. Yeah, not bad for Resi 2. Not, not bad. bad for Resi 2. No. Awesome. Yes. Great stuff. So that's about all we have time for this week. Yes. Yeah, so they're coming to the end of the show. Just like to say thank you all for listening. We've got we've gotten quite good airtime so far. That's not yeah. the right word, is it? I don't know what I'm talking about again. Audience. There we are. There you go. Great stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for that, that have listened for listening. Um, you know, please follow us on on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah, um, send us a tweet and let us know how you thought. Yeah, absolutely. What you thought any, of the podcast. Any questions? Any uh, any recommendations for us to review or any requests for us? Oh to review? yeah, yeah. Happy to take on that. Uh, and any questions that you want answering, we're happy to answer them on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, our, the Twitter of Cooperative Cardboard is at Cooperative Carl 2. That's the one. And mine is Shinxus1. Yep, Shinxus1. And we have an email, cooperativecardboard at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and we're also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Search under Cooperative Cardboard. Yep. Yep, fantastic. So again, thank you to everyone. And... Uh, I'm going to eat some donuts. Oh yeah, got some donuts. See you later. Bye!